The views and opinions discussed on this show are of the guests and host. They do not reflect the views or opinions of associated sponsors or affiliates. Sudden alteration in belief systems, moodiness, and confusion are natural side effects of listening to this podcast. Enjoy at your own risk. It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. Mysteries, ghosts, monsters, and lore. East Coast Esoterica and so much more. If it's up to you, friend, it's on the up to you found line. <laughs> Hey folks, so glad to have you back here on the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Tonight's guest communicates with the dead. But you don't have to communicate with the dead to figure out your audio issues, that's right. For a measly sum, I'm talking measly, minute, very little money, you can download Accusonis' software and turn whatever audio editing suite you have into something that makes you sound, well, amazing. With their turn-of-a-knob technology, it takes the time and the pressure and the mystery out of making your audio sound awesome. Accusonis is an amazing sponsor of the show. They've had my back through the pandemic, so they're always going to be here with me. But ultimately, I use them every single episode to make my voice sound a little clearer, have the reverb removed, have some noise removal. Think about it. If there's a lot of S's, a lot of sound in your audio, people don't like that. So what do you do? You go into their de-esser, okay? Just as an example, this audio software is amazing. And with a mere turn of a knob, it gets rid of all the S sounds for you. I'm I'm telling you, technology's grand, and so is our amazing sponsor, Accusanus. Thanks, Accusanus. Like I mentioned, tonight's guest can talk with the dead. She's the author of the book, My Most Memorable Psychic Readings and Personal Stories, which you can get on Amazon right now. I'm so excited to have a brand new friend join the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast, Barbara Vendell. Barbara, how you doing? Hi, John. Hey, here she is. Hi, Barbara. How are you? I'm fine. What a beautiful introduction, and uh, thank you for inviting me. I am so stoked to have anybody on here at all with a passion for the paranormal. And when I look down and see you're an author and a practicing psychic, I know that this is going to be a lot of fun. Or maybe... A little bit scary, but before we get into that kind of stuff, first and foremost, every amazing story in person has a beginning. Where are you from, Barbara? I'm from uh, the Netherlands, Amsterdam. Amsterdam, awesome. You know, I always kind of wanted to go there, and then they legalized marijuana here in Newfoundland, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) But I I hear you guys have some beautiful, beautiful architecture, though. Is that true? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, breathtaking. You really should visit. I tell you, most of my listeners are from Amsterdam. (laughs) Or at least they practice the fun part of Amsterdam. (laughs) So glad. I understand. Well, I can honestly say that I've been heard around the world anyway. And I'm so glad the Netherlands are getting one of their own here, Barbara. There's so many cool things that have happened to everyone who comes on this show. But I bet your story got a pretty interesting start. When did you realize you had this gift to talk with the dead? Well, I thought everyone could talk 
and see things and feel things. I thought everyone was the same, actually. Um, but when I was seven, I walked home with my best friend from school. And there was a guy who tried to lure us in his car. So our parents called the police. And the next day, we had to uh, visit the police station and explain how he looked. And the police officer asked me at the end if I could look at several photos to see if I would recognize uh, this guy. And I didn't know back then, when I focus on a photo, I get all sorts of information about someone. So I felt their energy, and I'd never felt anything as dark as that energy from the child molesters. And I could see where they lived. And so that was terrifying. And I could see from the police officer's face that, um, well, he was a bit, he found it weird that I knew where they lived. He didn't understand. So that's when I start to think, oh, maybe I'm crazy. And then on top of everything, my friend who was in another room being interviewed, I asked her later on, did you see and feel all the things looking at the photos of the child molesters? And she said, what are you talking about? So I got really scared at that point that I thought I was, um, I made it all up or I was crazy, something wrong with my brain. But I had a panic attack because of all the things I felt and saw and I heard things. So that's when I found out. Wow, that is, that is a very jarring way to find out you have a gift. You know, some people have the the fortitude or sorry, say fortune, sorry, to, you know, stumble upon their gift in a positive way. Unfortunately, I think that yeah. you, Barbara, have really had a hard go there, no doubt. And uh, absolutely terrifying. And that story really hits home for me, who's involved with child protection and actually has foster kids in my oh. home. Really, really hits home oh. for me, the the feeling of that oh. um, and how utterly, utterly powerless you would feel in that situation. And now you know more than the police do. So that must have been a very awkward, strange thing. Yeah. Were the men ever brought to justice? Uh, some did, I think. Um... But uh, in the end, when they die, they will have their justice. Oh, very well put. Speaking of which, you talk to people who are passed on. You talk to the quote-unquote dead. Yeah. I hate that word, dead. Let's just say transitioned. <laughs> you know, if something's truly dead, yeah. it wouldn't be talking to you. It's, it's, um, in yeah, my opinion. exactly. But, um, you know, how does this, what are the mechanics of this? Do you actually see a person speaking to you? Do you hear voices? How exactly does it work? Yeah, it's um, different every time. Sometimes I see them and usually from the waist up or I hear them uh, and see them. It can be a mix of everything. Um, so it just depends on who's coming through. There's so many things that can happen during a psychic reading. And it sounds to me like yeah. you've got that channel open. Can you focus your gift or is it something that just kind of stumbles upon you whether you like it or not? Well, sometimes when I'm uh, like on holiday and I see someone and I really have to tell specific information to him or her, then I'm really focused on what the guides say and I have to tell them, even though I don't know them and I feel a bit ridiculous, just going up to them and saying, hey, hi, I'm a psychic and I need to tell you this and this. Um, 
and it's it's like who who I am. It's part of me. I am my work, and I don't see it as work, of course, but I get I got used to it. It's interesting you to know, always be open. It's it's interesting to to have that channel constantly open. And but in a way, we're all those channels. It just you got a different frequency than yeah. I do. I, I really do believe we all have somewhat of a psychic gift. Everybody has it. It can yeah. be focused on and just made more apparent that you do have it. And there's another thing too. I really do believe in vibrations attract. Like for instance, me and you right now, you're in the Netherlands yeah. and I'm in Newfoundland. Okay, two completely different parts yeah. of the world, right? But we both do the same thing in in a way. We're both light workers in a way. What I mean by that is that yes. I, I bring the messages of people like you to other people and you bring those messages from the dead to people like me, but really it's just a relay of information. And it's really interesting to like know that there are correlations between me and you immediately with regards to child protection, with your original story of how you got into this and me and what I do for a living. Make no wonder we were connected. Spirit, I'm telling you, it, it kind of pokes you and makes fun of you and, and, and kind of also makes sure that you're on your toes sometimes to have a little chuckle. I'm not surprised at all <laughs> that there was some kind of background yeah. there. It's a funny how it all works, you know? And I really love that you're a foster parent. That's true. Really and I feel that these children are feel so safe with you and you're so patient and you're so intuitive with them. Um, that's your gift, <laughs> one of your gifts. Right now in my uh, in my personal life will say and in my work life I'm completely out of patience and empathy at this point but you know once again me completely out of patience and empathy is still probably 10 times more patient than the average person <laughs> so absolutely, absolutely is a gift absolutely is a gift uh, to be able to do that and uh, I'm so glad you went to the police with all that truthfully like you're a hero that does not surprise me at all thank you let's talk a little tiny bit about how do we expand on our abilities. I consider myself a bit of a layman. I don't really have a psychic intuition about things. How would I expand that? Because I know part of your book is all about that. So tell me a little tiny bit about what you would do right now to help expand your abilities as a psychic medium. You can do a lot of things, but what you can do right now is to train your intuition. And you can do that by... Um, when a show is coming up on TV and you start to feel, okay, what kind, what kind of color um, sweater is he or she wearing? Things like that. Or when you hear you have a text message, you start to feel, who is this? These small things. And I always see it as a muscle. You can train that. So uh, you can also sense like, okay, I want to feel who's in the room right now. Maybe that's a, a step too too big for some people. But um, you can ask yourself, okay, is there someone here in the room who wants to give a sign? Like, can you switch on and off my light? Things like that. And don't be scared. It's all love around you. I think one of the most interesting times I have is when I go for my morning walks in Bowering Park. Like every morning after I drop off my kids at school, I like to go for a walk in the park just to kind of clear my mind and stuff. And I always feel like I'm never alone in Bowering Park. That's just a park that's kind of close to my house, by the way. Um, you know, I always kind of wondered, <laughs> like, is is it because it's familiarity to the area for me? Or is there really something spiritual going on there where someone's walking by my side? It's a really weird question, I guess, but it's kind of personal. What do you think about that one? 
Well, you have you have such a lovely energy, and you have like this light that's that's beaming. Um, so the spirits who are in the park and they love to be there, they suddenly see that beautiful light coming. So you're 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 attracting good spirits, and you can sense them, and you can even ask and say hello. Who are you? And maybe you hear a name or you get information. Because it's it's not that spooky being psychic because you are psychic too. And you can communicate. You feel them. And um, there's a reason they're attracted to you. They, do, they don't want any bad things or creepy things. They just love your energy. That's, that's, a, that's a nice thing to know. <laughs> I know sometimes I have my coffee in the morning. I don't brush my teeth yet. So I'm glad it's, uh, you know, I'm not scared away with my bad breath. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know. I always appreciate someone who's very truthful. And one of the things that really made me interested to have you on with was a bit of a skepticism on your own part about how there are psychic people out there, or quote-unquote psychic people, who, well, for lack of a better word, aren't very truthful to spirit, a.k.a. they're a bit of a scam. So why don't you tell me some of the ways you can spot a scam psychic? Like, I know that I've gone to fairs before where I sat down with a psychic and I could tell right away, like, this wasn't accurate. There was nothing really going on. And there's been other times where I sat down and they blew my mind with what they knew. Like, how would you yeah. spot the, sky, the scam psychic? Well, the first big clue is uh, let the psychic do the talking. And um, if they're really psychic, they don't need any information from you. And so let the psychic talk. And of course, you can you can ask questions later on, but I always want to start because I get the information from from your guides who work together with my guides, so I don't need information from you. So that's a big one, and pay attention to things like when they say, "Oh, you're a thinker, but you're also um, you can sense things, but you're also like you're insecure, but also you you feel confident. But that that goes for everyone, right? That's a that's a good point, actually, Barbara. It's almost like there is no there is no gray area when a true psychic reading. Things either are or aren't, and I think that's kind of what you mean. Yeah. It's um, it's like you're a really good looking guy, but there are better looking people out there. I mean, obviously, I know that. <laughs> Like, if someone looks at you and says, you know, you might have a gift or you might not. That's not really it. That's, it's, it's, it's very wishy-washy, so to speak. I think it's the, you know right away when you had a real psychic reading because it jars you to your, like, just to your core. Like, they know exactly yeah. what's up. And they might not say yeah. blatantly what's going on, but definitely the emotion that's tied to things. 100%, I believe. There are real psychics out there, and I believe there are scams. And, uh, you know, the mm -hmm. difference is the proof is basically in the pudding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's another way you can spot yeah, a scam? Yeah, absolutely psychic? true. What's another way you can spot one? Um, when they start to ask you questions first, or when they say, and I really, really dislike this, when they say, oh, I can bring your ex back. Within 24 hours or 48 hours. Oh, God. That is such BS. Or you have a bad spirit around you. You're doomed and you got a curse and I'm going to get rid of it for you. But it will cost you a lot of money. 
don't listen to that. My goodness gracious. Well, first and foremost, I don't want my ex to ever come back. <laughs> she just stay the hell away from me. <laughs> so scam or not, that's never happening. And in, in fact, the amount of money I've saved by getting rid of her. <laughs> step, step, step number two. Oh, um, there's, there's definitely a... Uh, Almost like a fear thing there. Like they're using the fear of people or this fear of not being with someone mm. they care about anymore or this fear of losing someone. Really, they're they're victimizing people, I think. Unless they're given true psychic readings, they're really, really not good people. I really don't think they are. And sad to mm. say that there might be people out there with a little gift who basically follow themselves down their own rabbit hole. And uh, yeah, I've had that happen before too where people swear up and down their psychic and just nothing accurate is read. So I'm glad yeah. I'm glad there's a litmus test, so to speak, named Barbara Bendel out there. <laughs> I really am. We oui. Yay. Good <laughs> for me. You. My most memorable psychic readings and personal stories is available on Amazon, guys. www.barbarathemedium.com. Barbara B-A-R-B-A-R-A themedium.com. You guys can check it out for the book as well. So let's talk about some of the more spooky ooky things that have happened with you. You know, we're we're running short on time. I kind of want you to hit on this because you mentioned that you wanted to talk about it too. Tell me about some of the more scary readings. Although I do think your first foray into being a psychic was pretty terrifying. But uh, let's go ahead. Mm. Tell me about some of the more scary things that have happened. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested in, in going deeper. I'm interested in UFOs and everything connected to the universe. So I once had surgery and I left my body. Um, and... I met the diseased mother and grandmother of the nurse who held, so she held my hand before I fell asleep. And I had to give her information. And I was in this, this small room, and I could feel that there were rooms like that on both sides of me, like thousands and thousands of rooms. And I, I knew I wasn't dead. And it felt so natural to me to be out of my body and... I've, I had the same voice, I had the same thoughts, and that really surprised me. I thought, wow, I'm not dead, but if I go with the deceased mother and her grandmother, I'm dead. So I wasn't interested in going with them. Um, so that I found that very interesting because some people, they see like a bright light, but that's more like a near-death experience. Uh, and I just had an out-of-body experience, and I never had that before or after. And um, the other weird thing that I had was I was in the groceries, um, yeah, in a grocery store, and I met my neighbor. So we talked for a while, and I went back home, and she was leaving her house, that same neighbor that I just met in the grocery store. And I said to her, how did you make it so fast? You're at home and where are you going? She said, I'm going grocery shopping. I said, but I just saw you there. She said, that's impossible. And I I, I don't know. People say like there, there are glitches in the matrix. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But I thought, am I crazy? But I wasn't. But it's, it's so weird. I really want an explanation about this. I've I've had some experiences too. Um, you know, I hate to bring up the worst thing that ever happened to me, but my two weeks in a coma, definitely out of body stuff. I lived a lifetime in that coma, man, a lifetime. So anesthesia, 
I, I think it does put you on a different spiritual plane, not just mental plane. And your body and mind are filling in the blanks with some of the most terrifying and amazing, most joyous things I've ever seen. Highly not recommend going to a coma, but if you do, let's hope it's propofol. Hell of a drug. <laughs> Hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, so you were in a coma, John? I was, and it was the first time I've, I can honestly say that I've seen a spirit guide. And he was Native American. Very interesting for me. He was as white and as Irish as you can get, as you can tell by my accent. But, like, my goodness. Um, just in the middle of a nightmare, absolutely terrified. I was seeing, um, really, it looked like hell to me because I was seeing multiple doorways and stairways just like you do in the old paintings. I can't remember the name of the painter who did them. But uh, multiple staircases, multiple things all around yeah. you. Felt like I was in hell or on my way there. Very terrified. And suddenly this Native American shows up all dressed in black, the most angelic, calm-looking face, takes out a ceremonial feather, takes out a ceremonial clamshell, and starts smudging me in my coma. This actually happened for real. Funny thing is, I actually wow. described the clamshell and the feather to somebody. By the way, I have no idea about any of this or what any of it was until afterwards when I talked to people. And they're like, yeah, man, that's like a real deal thing. What color was the feather? Black with a little bit of gray in the bottom. They're like, oh, my God, that's the one you use. Like I had somebody tell me after I described this spirit guide who came to me in this coma, tell me that mm -hmm. I gave probably one of the most authentic renditions of an ancient Native American smudge ritual to rid someone of evil spirits. Yeah that they've ever heard. Like to the point where they didn't really wow. believe that this was something I created in my mind in a coma. I'm like, dude, this really happened. So I think yeah. spirit can protect you and I think it can guide you even when you're not conscious of it. Oh, absolutely. And and do you remember like hearing people talking around you? Oh, constantly. Like the nurses or? Um, yes and no. I, I don't remember a whole lot of what was talked about around me, but at the same time, mm -hmm. I'm sure what it is, is almost like you filter them wrong. You filter what people say around you and it creates the world. That's the only way I can describe it. And uh, I'm sure yeah. I was looked after by some wonderful people, but I was out of it two weeks straight, right in the middle of pandemic. Um, I really, I really think that I probably was under longer than I should have been, but really there was no one there to bring me out of it. <laughs> like it took days to get me out yeah. of it and recovery was horrible. But at the end of the day, I survived it, and I got this crazy story to tell. Like, oh man, if if dying is like this, where you get to visit different worlds and live different lifetimes and stuff, dude, dying's gonna be awesome. I got no fear of death, none, none. And I really oh, do great. feel that that, wow, that message can be brought to everybody out there. Barbara, tell me a little tiny bit yeah. about what you think went on there <laughs> with the spirit guide. Do you think that was a legit thing, or do you think I was just hallucinating? Like, what what is your overall feeling? Like, what is your intuition about it? No, 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 no. This was real uh, because when you were talking, I got goosebumps from from my head to my toes. Oh, and um, so it opened like a portal in you. And I'm sorry that you had to be in a coma to to experience this. Um, no, but it, it was real. And I, your grandmother, she's from um, your father's side. Mm -hmm. She is very connected to this spirit guide, this Native American. Mm -hmm. um, and they have fun together. She was there too. And I see other people standing around you, but they are more vague, but your grandmother is not. So um, it was, I don't know, open a portal in you. And I think a lot of more things are going to happen to you with going deeper with your podcast 
and it just opened opened you up more. Makes sense to me. That's beautiful. Makes sense to me. And you know, once again, it saved me from a really dark experience. It was really scary. Like it just blew my mind that it was Native American. Like I'm like the most Christian guy you're ever gonna meet. (laughs) But I guess I guess sometimes we'll take what we can get. Save me. I don't care who you Opposites are. Opposites attract. <laughs> right. Yeah, tell me about it. So here comes the fun part. Although I'm not a fan of being red. Oh, it creeps me out sometimes. I get those goosebumps that you were talking about a lot. But you know what? We've yeah. got a couple of minutes left before we got to go to our commercial and say goodbye to you. Have, has anything really mm-hmm. come through for you during this conversation me and you have had? Like has anything really popped out? Has anybody said anything? Any message you want to relay to me? Yes, it's about uh, you being a foster parent um, because I feel and I see that you will have more children and yeah, that that will be like your future, helping more children. Um, And I see an extension to your house, like you're going bigger with your house to have more room and all your because you will see common thread in threads in all these children, their stories, and you're going to work with that, and it will bring you to the media. Maybe you're going to talk a lot about it in your podcast because you discover things, and that can help other foster parents as well as the children. So this this is one of your gifts with the children, and. I think that in like not in between now and and five to ten years, you will have. Don't get scared, but I see five extra foster uh, children. That doesn't you. surprise me at all. I'm I'm on number ten right now. <laughs> it doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> oh, great! Well, you, there should be more people like you. So, and um, you can. You, I love the way you communicate with them because you sense with every child intuitively what to say and how to say it and how to approach them. If if you feel that they don't want to talk, you just let them be. You don't force anything. And that's so beautiful. You really have a sense how to, not only with, with, with these children, but with anyone, you know when to talk and you know when to be silent. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Well, I appreciate that so much. Guys, once again, just to kind of jump back on here, we got to sell her because she's been an awesome gift. Her name is Barbara Bendel. She communicates with the dead. Her book, My Most Memorable Psychic Readings and Personal Stories, is available on Amazon. Please check out www.barbathemedium.com. Barbara, thanks so much for being on the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. It was so much fun. Thank you. And good luck with everything. Attention all Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio listeners. The Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast brings you the best in East Coast esoterica on the first of every month. Together, we can keep it growing by sharing the show on social media, subscribing to the show wherever you may be listening to it from, and by leaving feedback about your favorite episodes. John certainly needs a friend like you to help make his dreams come true. Minus the alien abduction dreams. That is not cool at all. The Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Always available. Always free. Always odd.